When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I first moved to Arizona, I asked a question similar to anyone else moving to a new place. What is there to do around here? From the Grand Canyon, to spring sports training, to the historic Route 66, Arizona has a plethora of options on what to see and do. But imagine my surprise when I found that one of the biggest and longest sites is an artifact that came to the U.S from over 5,000 miles away. Not only that, but it's also listed as one of the top 10 most haunted places in the state by the website phoenixghosts.com. My question suddenly became, why is London Bridge in Arizona? And just how haunted is it? Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast by the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. I'm producer Thomas France, and today I'll be briefly exploring the history of London Bridge, while I conduct an investigation into the ghosts that travel to Arizona with it. First, I had to answer the burning question. Why in the world did London Bridge, THE London Bridge, make its way across the Atlantic to rest in Lake Havasu City, Arizona? I sat down with the executive director of the History Museum in Lake Havasu, Jillian Usher. She told me that the famous children's song wasn't far off. But to understand, we have to back up and talk about the man who founded Lake Havasu City, Robert McCulloch. He was a chainsaw uh, entrepreneur. He also was into the realm of outboard motors. And so he wanted to find a testing facility for his outboard motors. And so originally he was in the Salton Sea racing and he heard about a little area in the middle of Arizona's border between Arizona and California and at the time, the area was a little fishing camp by the Spratt family. So Robert McCulloch goes there. He buys the area. He decides to then develop the land that leads from the Spratt family fishing camp up to the mountains of the east of that area. And thus, Lake Havasu City was born. McCulloch now has a growing city in the middle of nowhere. He has to bring in an economy somehow. His solution? a nearly 300,000-ton roadside attraction. That is this bridge. It was falling down. It did have infrastructure issues, and so he decided to purchase the bridge. 
and to bring it here to Lake Havasu. It was not able to really hold the kind of traffic that London was having. And so they wanted to, you know, not waste this piece of architecture. So they tried to sell, they were just going to sell it for parts, sell off the granite pieces, the um, Haytor granite. And so that's why it was for sale, just to kind of evolve infrastructure of the area. And so Robert McCulloch saw as an opportunity to kind of bring a little oddity to this nowhere place. Many have claimed that McCulloch thought he was buying Tower Bridge, mistaken because he was just a quote-unquote ignorant American. But that's not true at all. He knew exactly what he was doing. They split the bridge up, shipped it over, and assembled it like a puzzle. The Lake Havasu City Museum of History even has a print showing how each piece was numbered. To keep London Bridge from falling down in Arizona, they made a steel frame and attached the granite bridge on top. But the granite isn't the only thing that was shipped across the pond to be here. Stories about spooky happenings have surrounded the bridge since opening day. And how could they not? The bridge has been around in one version or another for centuries. Despite never seeing anything herself, Jillian agreed that the history speaks for itself. It's got such a long and immense history. When they were having big revolts in the London back in the day, um, there were heads that were put on stakes at the London Bridge. Um, most famously was William Wallace. You might know him from Braveheart. Something we did put together was that Shakespeare would have walked across the London Bridge during his time. So that just adds another layer of the amount of time and history. There are these metal lamp posts on top of the bridge, and those were actually melted down from Napoleon Bonaparte's cannons. So again, that's another layer, and cannons are used in war, so there really is a lot of ties that could muster up some ghostly encounters. To find out more about these ghoulish experiences, I reached out to a paranormal investigator who had previously gone out to Lake Havasu City and conducted tests out at the London Bridge. Rita Olson of AZ Ghost Adventures graciously met with me virtually to tell me what she's seen. When I was at the bridge, we were asking questions specifically of what type of spirits we had there and why they were there. I was getting uh, responses on both my dowsing rods and with my electronics that there were male, female, and child spirits there. And we went to both sides of the bridge. What was interesting is I got the strongest response on child spirits. Not just the spirits of children. There was one spirit in particular that Rita said she got a particularly strong response from. One that historically would have roamed the area of London where the bridge was situated. One of the lines of questioning was, was Jack the Ripper at the bridge because it is thought that his spirit came across with the bridge and that he had ties to the bridge. It's a pretty uh, phenomenal structure and it, it is amazing and there are doors on it so you can actually go into the bridge and it's thought back in the day when Jack the Ripper was 
you know, doing the horrible crimes that he was committing, that he never really crossed over the bridge. That's one of the reasons he was so elusive, because a lot of the crimes happened right around the bridge where the ladies would be. And I was asking if he was still attached to the bridge, and I was getting yes. When I use my dowsing rods, I really try to make it as hard as possible for them to move. Because if, you know, if I'm getting a contaminated reading, it's not helping anybody. So I deviate my wrists a little bit so the rods are almost in like a slight downward slope. And these things were just crossing. I was getting an immediate response on that. And I was getting electronic responses on my equipment, which kind of really validated it for me. While it's entirely possible that the spirit of THE Jack the Ripper is indeed haunting the bridge, there's one part that I feel obligated to mention. The bridge has only ever been hollowed out once it arrived in Arizona to make room for the steel frame supporting it. There were likely maintenance rooms and areas to go inside the bridge in Jack's time, but it would have been impossible to go from one end of the bridge to the other from the inside. Jack the Ripper isn't the only tragedy the site has seen. According to Rita's research, the stone of the bridge could have as many as 80 skeletons entombed inside from the workers that built it to the people of the times having hard living conditions, the citizens of London seemed to die often near the bridge. Some have even considered it cursed. In 1212, there was a fire that trapped and killed a bunch of people. When it was in London, it was used as an area of commerce. On top of the bridge, they had houses, they had a chapel, they had toll booths, they had businesses, and that was used as a way to make money to pay for the bridge, but also as a revenue source, and again, a source of commerce for the people. So it was the first fire in 1212 that killed many people. In 1633, there was a fire that destroyed the northern end of the bridge. In 1666, there was the Great Fire of London, that destroyed the bridge's water wheels so they couldn't use water to put the fire out because the water wheels were destroyed. And then in 1725 and 1757, there were also devastating fires on the bridge. Rita talked about the history and the devastation that surrounds the bridge and what her equipment picked up. Did she experience a supernatural presence? I was on the far side of the bridge, not the side where the women and children's spirits were hanging out, but I was on the far side of the bridge and something kept touching me. And I had to keep like brushing my arm off. Here, she showed me the bracelets on her wrist. I never take these off. You can see they have like danglies on them. My two, it's my Virgin Mary and God is great bracelet. And I always wear these. And so many times on investigations, these are like a little beacon for the spirits. I actually have, someone had taken some video at one of my other locations where I had my arm like this and these just started going up like that on their own. I feel something playing with my bracelets. When I was at the London Bridge and I was holding my dowsing rod, so my arms were very, very stiff. 
I could feel something kept pulling on my bracelets. So it may have been one of the child spirits because they tend to really like these things, these little danglies. London Bridge is teeming with stories. Some have claimed that when the bridge opened in Lake Havasu City, there were women dressed in Victorian clothing walking around, only to disappear moments later. Publicity stunt? Or spirits stretching their legs after a long voyage across an ocean? Others have seen a woman in black who seems to vanish the minute they get close enough to investigate. Or she's seen plummeting off the side of the bridge. The sightings are so numerous that some claim they won't cross the bridge at night. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Valley 101. Have you seen anything spooky at London Bridge? We'd love to see your pictures and hear your stories. Reach out to us on Twitter at AZ Podcasts. If you have questions about Metro Phoenix or beyond, please submit them to our podcast by visiting valley101.azcentral.com. If you're a fan of the show, please share it with a friend and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm producer Thomas France. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next week.